it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. It is time for Headliner Questions. Seminole Headlines underway with Hour 2, as brought to you by our friends at Birch Orthodontics. Dr. Birch and her crew, the best in the business. I think I'm almost done, Ira. We're almost to the other side, buddy. I know you've already experienced this. I was trying to be frozen in time still, mm. but I blinked a couple times. <laughs> yeah, you've been outed. They got you. Uh, yeah, I've almost made it through. I feel like I think I'm a year away, a little less than a year away. It's a good feeling, man. On the other side of braces. We, 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 love, we love Dr. Birch. We love Birch Orthodontics. Payments can get a little tedious, and uh, I know the kids get a little tired of being in the braces. But uh, yeah, but uh, as I said, I had all three of my kids went through it. Yeah, and uh, and we wouldn't have done it three times if it wasn't a great experience, and if they didn't do such an amazing job. That again, it's just cool that like years later, we were when we were up in Atlanta this weekend, we were talking about like what braces can do for kids, and it's uh it's really awesome. And my kids now are in college age; one's still in high school, and I've got great smiles, and your kids do, and everybody that goes to Birch Orthodontics. Uh, we'll have it as well. And Beaming. if you uh, if you want to get information, you don't have to pay anything to to start. You can go get a free consultation. And they also set up payment plans, do a great job, work with your insurance carriers. Latest technology, incredible customer service. The website is birchorthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H orthodontics.com. And also at that website, there's information about her, uh, the 20th anniversary Boom. big fundraising drive where Dr. Birch is raising funds for five local charities. And if you can help out on that cause, we would greatly appreciate it. Because Dr. Birch does great things for the community. She does. And let's get to the questions. Burke begins our questions on Twitter, Ira. So we think we have the roster with the talent and experience to compete for the playoff. You think we were outcoached at any time last year. Has Coach Norvell also grown and developed to compete as a game day coach versus the Sabins and Smarts of the world? couple things. Um I don't want to take anything away from Nick Saban, who's the probably the all-time greatest coach. And I certainly can't take anything away from Kirby Smart, who's won back-to-back national titles. It's a lot easier to be a great coach when your entire starting defense and their backups are going to be drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft like they did at Georgia. It's not all play calling and yeah, scheming. I, I don't think Kirby had to be a Mensa out there to get this done yeah. with a roster full of guys that were first-round draft choices. That's, again... I don't want to discredit him because they did that to Jimbo in 2013. They would never give him the ACC Coach of the Year or anything like that. And it's a fine line. Um, but as far as Mike Norvell, I did think he was, you know, early on a guy that was going to have to grow into the job, the size of the job. 
I think he's a good football coach. I think he's a good play caller. I don't think last year's NC State game was, uh, you know, atop the resume. And and somebody asked, and Burke just asked, was he ever outcoached? I don't know if that's a candidate, but I'd nominate it. That was not a well-coached team that night. They they really struggled. Yeah, uh, especially when things weren't going well and they started to kind of get panicky and, like, it, yeah, they yeah. didn't kind of rein that in. I also thought the Wake Forest game, from a standpoint of, I thought Wake Forest was the more physical team. They were the more tough physical, aggressive team, and that shouldn't happen. You know, it's one thing to have more talent. It's one thing to uh, get out beat by better players. Right. I thought that Wake Forest team was hungrier and more physical in that game, and that's that goes back to coaching too. I had a uh, funny interaction with him. So I went to the Fox Theater on uh, on Thursday. for He spoke at the Atlanta Seminole Booster Stop. Um, and then we got like that. You, well, you've seen it. Everybody here has seen the riveting video I got with him. Uh, that seven-minute one-on-one I got with him. You know, he speaks in Norvell speak. It's fine. It is what it is. Pretty vague. But anyway, after so we riveting. were done, well, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> it was. Everybody go watch it. Uh, but afterwards, he goes, they have this coffee maker machine. He's like, oh, man, awesome, a coffee maker. And it's one of these fancy ones that has like five different settings, and you can get latte and yeah. I don't know. He I don't know coffee. But you can get five Special. different ones. He, he, so he puts the pack in. He does it the first time. It comes out. And he goes, that's not a latte, is it? And he, lo- he shows it to me. And I, mean, I don't know what a latte is. I think it's supposed to be frothy. <laughs> frothy. Mm-hmm. I don't use that word enough, frothy. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It looked gross. And he dumped it out. And he goes, hey, but you live and learn. He goes, it's like calling a pitch on the goal line. You live and learn not to do certain things. Uh, and I thought that it. was a really funny yeah. interaction. Just him saying that. And I'm like, and I was like, forgive me, but like, did you ever do that again? And I couldn't remember if they called that play any more the rest of the season from the one yard line. Uh, but he just laughed and he's like, you know, they did. He goes, one of our touchdowns in the fourth quarter against Florida was actually a more risky play. It was the fake handoff and then the pitch out wide to Benson. Yeah. um, That he got in. And I wanted to be, and I didn't say it, but I wanted to be like, yeah, man, but the game was over if you just take a knee. Like that game against Florida, you had to get in the end zone. You didn't have to get in the end zone against LSU. But you know what? We're not going to relitigate. They won that game, Shaheen Brown. They won that game, so we're not going to relitigate. But I thought it was pretty self-aware and funny that Norvell would make fun of himself like that. All coaches make mistakes. It's funny if you can laugh at yeah. them as long as it's not incessantly, you know, the thing where you're like, well, another one of those crazy mistakes in an important hey, but he moment. Laughed it yeah, off. Hey, yuckety yuck. Uh, no, you know, <laughs> well, it know. helped that it, they yeah. won. Yeah, hel- yeah, helped that they won. Those are the ones you can usually reflect on and learn from and laugh about, is the ones you won. Uh, but in terms of what Burke's question kind of intimates here is that is he grow? I, I think he is still growing. I like the game plans that Florida State has week to week. I think as an yeah. offensive play caller and as a game plan, um, he and Coach Atkins put together that they're, they're exceptional uh, execution. You know, you can argue about that. You can talk about uh, on the fly adjustments. There's some things every coach frustrates the fan base at various points of a season. But I think going into games, their game plans are routinely uh, tremendous. And there was evidence that that was going to be the case even when they were terrible, lest we forget the 15 first 15 plays of every game during the season in which they were awful, but the scripted plays were, I mean, they killed it every week. It was that once they got off script, they were dead. Well, they really didn't have many options at that time because they didn't have real good players either. Uh, But what they did with what they had – was evidenced in the first and second half of games that year as well. So I, I think they go into games extremely well prepared. Yeah, the only two things I would say about coaching and out coaching, and it's things we discuss a lot as fans and media. 
to me, the two biggest things are one thing you need to two things I think one thing you need to remember, and then one other comment I'll make is one thing you need to remember is sometimes it doesn't matter what game plan you've got, if the other team has an advantage better players, yeah. or better players. So Sometimes we can, you know, oh, well, they, they, why couldn't they stop this? Well, I mean, they knew it was coming. They couldn't do anything about it. They don't have the right players. The other thing I would say is it's not always about the play call. Sometimes it's about preparing players mentally, preparing them emotionally and physically, getting them on the right, uh, and then or controlling their emotions when they get upset. And I thought, again, uh, you know, there's a couple of times last season, NC State, Louisville probably, where I felt like Jordan uh, maybe kind of got – into his emotions a little bit, and they didn't do a great job of calming him down. So yeah. that's that's part of it. Too. Well, it'll be very interesting now because to your point and and what we're all thinking about what this season should be, real expectations, the weight of those expectations, and 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 it's on those players. I mean, Jordan now comes into a season not as a guy that has to just prove himself as a good quarterback, but is a proven good quarterback who wants to be elite, wants to get drafted, wants to maybe win the Heisman, wants to go in the first round. These are very different sets of expectations on him now than they were going into last season, and that's applicable to the entirety of this team, which was you guys got to have a winning season going into last year. You got to find a way to compete and win eight or nine games. They ended up winning 10, uh, but now the expectation isn't that. It's that you should compete to win the conference and maybe make the college football playoffs. So we'll see how they adjust to some of those pressures. Uh, R.A. writes, gentlemen, my friends and I have an ongoing chat topic that talented quarterbacks either plateau or regress the longer they were coached by Jimbo Fisher, which leads to a message board question. What would Coach Norvell have done with the 2012, 2013, 2014, 15, and 16 teams? We'll never know, guys. We'll never know, and that is, I don't know, hard to guess uh, about that. We have not seen Coach Norvell have a team as loaded as the 2013 team. I mean, nothing close to it. And Jameis, and Jameis was a cheat code. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would like to think you'd get out of your own way in a lot of ways when you have. I would like to see. Let's see what this team looks like compared to last year and how it handles expectations. And then maybe I would have an opinion on Norvell with the 2014 team because mm -hmm. that's where I thought just things weren't ever right with that team. That team should have been crushing folks and they didn't. I don't think they took Sunday to Friday nearly as seriously as they should have. And I don't know that Norvell would let that kind of stuff happen, but that's just hypothetical at this point because he's never had a team with real expectations, not in a stage like this. So let's, I think it's unfair until we see how Norvell handles. And these aren't even close to the expectations that yeah. Florida state had in 2014. They were supposed to win every game and, and be wire to wire national champs. So Let's see how he handles this before we make it. A, ooh, he, Jeff coughs into his bicep. Well, I did a, there. I was trying sneeze? to mute it. Was that a sneeze or a cough? It was a cough. Okay. It was a cough. Yeah. I was trying to mute it. I just, uh, you know, I wanted your answer to be fully realized. And, and to be done. Yeah, I know you wanted me to be done, and that's no, your actually, sign. Shut up. Well, let's piggyback on this for just a split second. The expectations of a 2014 are so different than the expectations of a 2013. I mean, after you go yeah. – you know, you go and win the national championship and blow everybody out and set offensive records and have players drafted and and come back with the expectations that this team is the very best in the country. That's a very weird thing to have to prepare and deal with. My Norvell's never been close to being in that situation. Let's hope think, he is. And I think where things went wrong for that 2014 team was during 13 when all the Every the world was against Florida State because of you know yeah, off the, the stuff, field yeah. issues and, and all you know and probably some on the field jealousy issues you know just when you have a team like that it's easy to go after them. Um, I felt like Jimbo was so defensive towards the media and towards the you know detractors 
that he kind of like was trying to embrace the team and be like, you know, protecting the team right. and defending them. And I think that led to him just letting them do whatever they wanted and not holding them accountable. And that's how you have a team that's so unbelievably talented play so far from their potential. I, I can't, it's hard to imagine a Mike Norvell team being that way, but he also didn't go through what Jimbo went through in 2013. So, I mean, you know, circumstances sometimes affect yeah. us, even though we don't want to. Um, so I, I agree with Corey. We don't have enough evidence in the long term to judge what Mike Norvell would do in different circumstances. We've only had him seen success one year. Yeah, well, I always, we do want to keep that circle tight. Yeah, right. Keep the circle tight. Keep everybody else out. I just everybody don't. out. Literally, fans, parents, yeah. girlfriends—they're out. It's just us. It's this circle. I always thought it was a tough thing early on when he was quote unquote referring his notes about uh, how things went in the previous spring and all. I mean, he was like giving indicators that because he was were- trying so hard. He he had uh, Trevor Moad, the mm-hmm. may rest in peace, who was a metal conditioning guy. He was trying to come up with all these different things to oh, try yeah. to get those guys to buy in. Talk about they, every book he ever worked. read about yeah. winning championships and everything else. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, Michael writes, do the players that join the team in the summer or fall have to go through tour of duty workouts? They do not. Yeah, that's only done in, in February. And, and you know, the interesting thing about tour of duty, I didn't realize this. It makes sense, but I didn't really realize it until I was talking to, I think it was uh, Coach Atkins after uh, when it was done, when they were going to the spring. And he said, like, those exercises aren't, like, if you did, in the summer, all they do is run. Like, so they're in great shape at the end of the summer. He's like, if we did tour duty in, in July, those guys would fly through it. But it's after the season, they really just focus on weight room, working out, trying yeah, to add size yeah, and muscle. Yeah. They're not as conditioned. That's why tour duty is so hard. So if guys came in in the summer, like they're getting tons of conditioning work, it wouldn't have the same effect. It's really important in that, that period between the winter workouts where they're putting on mass and then spring football. Are there two words, duty and duty, that that are so far opposite of what their definitions, but they sound, they're pronounced and, and said the exact same way. It's ridiculous. I can't help but give it smirk every time y'all say tour of duty because I'm thinking about the other dude. Because you're seven. That says a lot about you. Because <laughs> you're seven. I don't think that's anything to do with the I words. Just, yeah. I'm not the only one. There's somebody else out there. People have kids. Their kids are listening to this on the drive home. Like Clark. right now, Clark Cameron yeah. is listening to this thinking, man, Corey, grow up. Get it together. Corey's really right. immature. Yeah. Get it together. Marty writes, hey, fellas, where does Jordan Travis rank on your all-time favorite FSU quarterback lists, not name Ward, Winky, or Winston? Right now or, like, if they get to the playoff? Because if they get to the playoff, man, he's going to be – man, he'll be well, right Well, he'll there. be real high on that list if that team goes to the playoffs. I agree with you. He's already pretty high on my list just for being a player that's done something I've never seen a quarterback do, which is – Go go from being pretty average in certain circumstances to phenomenal. Was that do with one O or two O's? Just uh, what did I say? Do oh, just do. Oh, yeah, 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 I see. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna continue the theme. Here we Sorry. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I would uh look, man. Yeah, I think it matters what happens this year. But if he can get them, and I know this isn't the expectation, but another ten win season after the depths of hell that we had to endure. I think he gets into the top five. I mean, because he's so vital. He was so vital last year, and he makes them uh, relevant nationally. They got a Heisman contender. When three years ago, James Blackman started. Uh, two years ago, Four. one-legged Mackenzie Milton was starting. 
Hornswoggle was getting sacked nine times by Miami. Yeah, in one man, game. we all watched that. We had to live. Jordan Travis was on that team, by the way. He was on the sidelines <laughs> watching Hornswoggle run for his life and not run very far. Uh, he was <laughs> he like was, the no. first person <laughs> killed in a horror movie. Saucer for his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just he just fetaled and he got he Mosey, fetaled into a position. Moseying over there. Just take yeah. the snap. Oh, they're coming again. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me get down. Let me get down. Uh, so uh, I think with that, with the context of what program, what team he took over, and the success they've had since, I, I man, I think he's really high. I think he could surpass if they get if they win an ACC championship. Maybe he could surpass. He could surpass know. Winky. I don't know. I think Winky could, because think Winky was at the tail be. end of a dynasty run. Yeah, they had that every slew, Florida State yeah. quarterback won eleven or twelve games, and every every Jordan quarterback Travis took put over up something else. Huge numbers, and they took over teams that were loaded. And he yeah. wasn't necessarily yeah. like Mr. Likeable. No, not at know? all. So, mm-hmm. no, but, no. But uh, I, you know, I think, I mean, Charlie's always going to have this special place in everybody's heart. Jameis, because he was just such a once in a lifetime freshman quarterback to be like. And that. charismatic and yeah, bold yeah, and, and funny. Yeah. And yeah. And remember when he yeah. tweeted the, the picture of the Clemson Stadium, our yeah. house? Yeah. yeah. And then when they beat him in baseball, they like put out our house too or yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 Had, I was had, there. I was in Clemson that weekend for that series, and he got a lot of grief. <laughs> for what he tweeted going to that game or because they were going to the baseball doubleheader and he took a picture right. on the team <laughs> bus our house yeah. and then they won the doubleheader that night and then as they're leaving he took a picture of the stadium after signing autographs for 20 minutes for Clemson fans by the way um, he got on the bus and said our house part two because he clearly didn't care that he had made he had ruffled some feathers the first time around that was awesome if this was if that was in this time like because that was still kind of early Twitter-ish, like you know, I'm, I'm and we may be post Twitter at this point. I hope, but but it was. I think it uh, it might even be bigger if it was today. Trey writes: Have we seen the last of Norvell winning the portal? It would be good to grow too much talent to keep. I'm hoping we're close to not loving the portal as much as we've had to love it recently. It would be nice to not need quality from the portal. Winning equals gaining more quality than transfers out. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, the, the better depth of talent that you continue to build, uh, however you build it, and yes, I think traditionally if you could do it uh, in the high school ranks and own the state and get every five-star that's here, sure, yeah, that'd be great. It and, would be great, but you also are going to lose some of those guys in their second year. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. He knows. He's like, yeah, you're going to lose these guys. It's okay. When your talent is so, you know, yeah, deep. Like Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama, losing guys, they always but, lose more talent than they bring in just yeah. because of the nature of their – so, yeah, t- to that point, you'd like that to be where your program gets to, but is that just specific to like four or five schools? Can Florida State own a house in that neighborhood where they're going to be that loaded with high school talent? I don't know. Hopefully. We're hoping he gets there, I guess. Parker wants to know, uh, now you all know more than me, but say Omar and Nicholson do – well enough in fall camp to be three and four. Is there any chance Lundy could just move to the edge? I think he could be a plus player there, but that's just a thought. That's from Parker. Do the Leonard Warner route. I, I, I don't feel like don't he would know. be a good edge yeah, player. I don't, I don't see I, it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't see it, Parker. But I like the way you're thinking. Yeah. I like I like the part about Omar and Nicholson being good enough that right. you could you know have options. Sure. Uh, Hugh wants to know: Do we love one another? It's important for our fans, or for fans of the show, to know. Yeah, I, I think we do. I think we love one another. Corey says it at the end of every call. I, I say I love you a lot. I, I text you. I tell you I love we you. We question the sincerity occasionally. You, you text but some other things that 
Yeah. Mm. Well, right. Look, hey, let's not bring up old stuff, Ira. But, uh, you know the love. You know the love is real. Everything else is a joke. Yeah, we love each other for sure. Yeah, and and to answer seriously, Hugh, if you if you must know, we do. We I, do. Honestly, and think about warts this. and all. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we did this Hem- show, and again, now, hemorrhoids and all. Like it's awesome, right? You know, right now there's I don't know over 400 people watching live, which is cool. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a YouTube channel before. No, we didn't have sponsors for years and years and years. No, none. we did this show. We without did it because we like penny yeah. because we like talking about Florida State with each other. We're friends. We, we like did it anyhow. Like, yeah. We were like, this yeah. is gold. What are we waiting yeah. on? This here so, is gold. Look at, it, look at us now. Yeah, just. Yeah. We got that Birch Register money. You right. can't, we, we, can't slow rolling. us down, baby. More headliner questions forthcoming. Hang in. Simple headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Major League Baseball is finally back in full swing. My bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs with a wide range of betting options, including money lines, run totals, and futures. My bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of brand new My Bookie's money bag which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie. Use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit $200. Play with $300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than MyBookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Let's keep it rolling uh, after the do you love each other question. I don't know that we can do any better than that. I like that question. We'll move to the next one, which is this: with this season being the most hyped in recent memory, can we get a seminal headlines W's and L's before camp? Also, is it true the unicorn Destin Hill is on campus or will be on campus? Not on campus, we believe, but will be. It's supposed to happen. We believe it. It's going to happen. We do? We do. I'm starting to believe. You believe is he in route? Is he in route, Ira? Do we know? Do, Are we yeah. tracking him? Where is he right now? Destin, if you're listening to the show, 
Find a way to call in here and let's let's go. Please get in on the and chat. Do unicorns fly? Is that a thing with unicorns? Is they fly? Probably. Do they have wings, or is it just the horn thing that makes them different? I, I don't. I, don't, I haven't fly. done in-depth studies on the unicorns' abilities. I do, I, I'm not real sure. I do know the big right, something else to look up, guys. Who, hey, answer the next question. Who do you ask these questions to when we're not around? I like ask when them you're to the just, walls. Typically, walking through life, where where do you where do you What's your outlet for these questions? You know what I do mostly is I'll remember like a movie from the 80s. Like, do you remember Dead Poet Society? Yeah, great movie. movie. There's the, the, the woman, the girl that he falls in love with at the school that's yeah. the public school. Right. She was incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just think about that randomly. Like, where is she now? What happened to her? Yeah. And uh, then you look it up, you find she, out she's dead. Well, she's not dead, but she's not doing anything acting. And it was, mm. it was yeah. clearly dis- the last movie she was in yeah. was um, Rising Sun. With uh, Sean Connery and yeah. Wesley Snipes. Ter- terrible movie. Classic. Yeah. Her, her career nosedived pretty quick. So I do stuff like that all the time, gang. So I look up Unicorn and their and their strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that. Get back to us on that via text. <laughs> okay. Just text that to us whenever you when you have an answer there. Jeff writes, uh, what's most and least likely five years from now? One, Dion has been fired from Colorado. Two, he's still there. Or three, he's left for a better opportunity. Uh, I, Ooh, that's I, a tough question. So, listen, Colorado went all in. They've got nowhere else to go. That's how Dion got the job to begin with. He can't do worse than what, what were they won in 11 last year. I guess they could go in 12, but that wouldn't get him fired. I think he's there for the long haul if he wants to be. I don't think he wants to be. I think he's an opportunist. opportunist. So, if he gets them to win four or five games and maybe gets to six wins or something and that's seen as a raging success, he'll use it to dip and go somewhere else. That's that's where I'd place the the bet. I agree. I agree. That's most likely. Um, I think him being there in five years is probably the least likely. Me too. Yeah. No wings on unicorns. Really? Yeah, just horns. So and what? Like, what uh, what's flowing their power? Mane. I don't think they have one. It's goofy. You can just tape a, ho- a horn onto any horse. Right. Yeah. Say it's almost like it's not real. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Roger so writes. It's a, it's a cross between a horse and a goat, I guess maybe. If the no, odds don't have horns on their head. Sorry. If, if the odds of the Seminoles landing key were placed on my bookie, what would they be? Writes Roger, and uh, also notes yay sausage. Nice plugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Appreciate that, Roger. Ooh, I'd say I'm gonna say plus one thirty. No, it's higher than that. I, I'm gonna say plus, they're in a little bit of trouble right now, right? It I'm feels like, like, like one thirty like he... makes it sound like they're the favorite or close to the favorite. Well, I think Alabama would be like minus one fifty. Yeah, Alabama would be heavily favored, maybe more than that. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go, Roger. That's a kind of an ancillary way of getting to you. I don't know what that answer is. Plus, uh, plus, plus 180, plus 200. Hey, go, going back to Dion real quick, um, is this the one year where you can bring in this many players? Like, the, is this going to be a thing you can do every year, or was this like a COVID-type there's a, situation? There's a two-year waiver that they did because of COVID situation. So there's two years where there's unlimited. Uh, they got rid of that 25 players in a this year This is rule. the second but year of that? I, I'm not 100% sure. But but even with that, there's a, there's a thought that they may expand it when they come back. Like, they may never go back to the way it was. It may be – because a lot of schools were already complaining – because with the portal, man, it's hard to have a limit of just twenty-five guys in every year when you're losing guys left and right. So I think Maybe it's limited be to fifty. It may not be unlimited, but it, but it, I think it'll probably be expanded. I like this next I think question. They said he's at there. It's he's at sixty now. You're gonna like this. This is a good question. Christian wants to know between LSU and Clemson, if one team were to be a lot worse than what their preseason expectations suggest they should be, 
who would it be and why? Inversely, who would perhaps be better than their preseason expectations between Miami and Florida? So I'll go first, fellas. Here you Good go. Question. I think uh, Clemson would be worse than their preseason expectation. Uh, and I have a few reasons uh, why, but one of which is it appears to me that there are telltale signs of uh, problems behind the scenes at Clemson and that they're oh. beginning to falter in a very similar fashion that Florida State did after uh, the run that Jimbo had. Um, games in which they're heavily favored that end up being a lot closer than they need to be, mm-hmm. C-2014 for Florida State, uh, some stuff behind the scenes where things finally begin to leak out, where there's some dissatisfaction from players in a locker room. Really never heard that for a long stretch of time with Clemson. You're seeing it more and more now. Um, the head coach is a bit of a wackadoo, uh, and I think more people are figuring that out as well. And they've actually had coaching changes occur uh, in several spots over the last four years. So I, I think it all adds up to Clemson maybe declining and LSU, I actually think, is on the come up, and that's evidenced already. I mean, you saw just a year ago, despite losing to us, they did win the West and play for the SEC championship. And I think Brian Kelly, frankly, is a very good coach. I may not like him, but he's a really good coach, and they got a ton of talent. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they'll be good. Uh, as far as UM and UF, I think UF could be better uh, than what their preseason expectation is. I actually think Napier is a good coach. He may even get fired, and I'll still think he's a good coach. Um, he, he's in a very similar situation that Norvell found himself in. And we'll see if he can get out from under a, a, an avalanche, but it, it doesn't bode well right now. But I think he is a good football coach. I'm not so sure about the, uh, the head coach there at Miami. I agree with both of your answers. The one thing I would say that was pretty funny about Clemson recently was, did you see the interview with DJ Uyungle mm-hmm. where he said that uh, – he goes, yeah, I just felt like at Clemson, they never trusted me to throw the ball. And I was like, where'd you get that idea, yeah. DJ? When they were yeah. running draws every time it was third and nine yeah. and never let you throw the, ball, throw the ball more than six yards downfield. So DJ clued in after a couple years as a starter that they didn't really trust him. I think it's going to come down to whether or not K. Klubnick is real or not. If he is, they'll probably be – Well, I think they'll be good. They'll be I good. just – I wonder uh, – we'll have to look at what their yeah. preseason ranking is and all that, but – I mean, when you when you've been as successful as he's been, it's hard to stay anywhere. They're close the right to that. answer, no yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, agreed. All right. Well, hey, you. look, Brian Kelly is from the South. He understands <laughs> that culture clearly. Just listen to the man talk. So that's a that's a mer- perfect marriage. Is Link going to be able to retain what glimpses of talent he had this year? Seminole Wagers wants to know that. We answered that in the first hour, and we said, uh, I don't know. Well, we actually didn't answer whether we thought he would retain. There are guys on the team we think he, you know, he would like to retain. Yeah. I don't know of any, you know, problems in the locker room. Although they've lost a lot of games, so. You know. Did get a text that uh, J Bomb might also be draft eligible. So that's a little bit tough time. It's fine. It just reset. This is a reset, Ira. So, this is well, a reset. You're actually feeling kind of good about him for a while. What about Armstrong? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Kelvin writes. <laughs> I'm from Louisiana and a Noel fan. Thirty years. Why does LSU frighten old fans so much? Didn't we beat them a year ago? No matter how you twist or turn, we won. They are better this year, but aren't we also? Is Jaden Daniels top three for the Heisman? Knowles, 40 to 20. Go Knowles. Knowles in Louisiana. Yeah, He's predicting a 20-point beatdown. 40 to 20. I don't think Florida State fans are scared of LSU. Nobody's frightened of LSU. It's a a respect for how good they are. I think maybe he just wants wants more confidence. He wants to hear more, more confidence, more swagger. From FSU, expecting to win that game, not being like, oh, we just got to win one of those two against LSU or Clemson. Yeah, Kelvin's emboldened, but he's probably worn down by the incessant 
LSU talk. Or fired up by it. Where he, yeah. And so, you know, he's like, God, I've had enough of it. Beat yeah. your ass last year. Do it again this year. And it's in Orlando. Wasn't even close. That game last year wasn't even close. I know the final score said one point, but we all know <laughs> the deal. That was a 35-point <laughs> ass beating. Yeah, exactly what that was. Yeah. Uh, I miss I miss when you guys were over the airwaves. You were a big part of the community. Community. That's according to Aura. Uh, we still are over still the are, baby. Just a different still station. Are, just a different station. Not everybody and knows different it. time. Yeah. Um, 93.3, by the way, yeah. I guess, if we if On the FM know. dial. When is Destin yeah. Hill supposed to be on the team, and when do the rest of our 22 uh, recruits come in? Uh, he's supposed to be here this weekend, uh, and uh, most of some of them will come in this weekend. Some are going to be in June. It depends on like when their high school finishes and – when they finish up their high school stuff. But uh, I think most of them will be here by the by the middle of next week or by next week, middle of the month of May. Some might not be till June. Is school out, Ira? When, when are finals? Like, when is Florida State done? Oh, uh, Florida State finished. Yeah, yeah Alexa just, finished. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alexa finished last week. Yeah, Wednesday. done. Oh, okay. Done. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, what's the holdup, Destin? Get Let's here. Go. Let's Get go. Let's go. I just want to see proof. Hey, Squiggly wants to know, do you have any rights to older Seminole headlines or JCS episodes? Would you be able to release podcast of episodes from the 2013 season during this upcoming season? It'd be fun to hear the tone of that year and compare each week of the season to that one a decade later. I think I predicted 14 to 0. I don't remember. There is a you famous did, yeah. video squiggly of uh, me narrating uh, predictions for the Clemson game. There's that one that is out there on YouTube uh, from 2013. I don't know about. Well, first of all, the ESPN station I worked for is defunct. Yeah. So if I could find all of those old episodes, and I think you probably still can to some degree. Aren't they still? Are they? Are they're are they still out how there? How far right? back do they go on? Like the they've got to be archived because um, I went back and with the last time I had a beach trip, we listened to the squirrel story ah. from Seminole Headlines, and that was in that was in 2012. Okay. So, Matthew uh, just gave me a hand signal that suggests we can find them, that they're still out there somewhere. Yeah, we'll find them. I don't know your, that we're going to post your, them every week, Squiggly, but yeah, we'll look find on them. your podcast provider. But yeah, or maybe we maybe we could do uh, maybe we could do some sort of best of or something this summer. Yeah, yeah man, let's let's throw them out there starting like August 10th. Like I'm not, hey, I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed of anything I said back then. I stand by all of it. Man. I might have uh, been on freezing cold takes saying that Jameis Winston would never win a Heisman. I don't care. I'm I, I stand by all that. But it would be uh. We throw everything else on the Seminole Headlines feed and the podcast anyway. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't we throw out old – we should throw old Seminole Headlines on there. Like, that would be a cool – it'd be a cool way to commemorate the 10-year anniversary of that team is every you week were, we do our Seminole Headlines from the week of that season. You were still going through – I'm on board. You were still do going it, through, Matthew. Make it happen. You were still going through, through puberty. Your voice kept cracking that season. Like, you were still – Yeah, I had you know, hair. A man. You remember all the hair yeah. I had back then, Ira? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Slightly delusional, worried about Maryland – uh, yeah, you get to listen to that whole thing. That's awesome. That is funny. <laughs> when we're yeah, yelling we at each other. That. Yeah. If FSU was forced to play 70-30, would you want it to be 70% running or 70% passing? Oh, I, I, if they play the way they want to play, I think they would lean more towards rushing, to be honest with you. They probably would, yeah. yeah. But what would you rather see? I, I well, I've always Corey and I got in a fight about this too. I don't mind. I don't mind uh, playing a you know nasty downhill running style of football. I, I think it travels. I, I would. I would do that. 
I mean, I, Jordan is fun to watch throw, and they have some weapons, but I think the strength of this team is the offensive line and the, and the offensive backfield. I'd run the ball. What are we getting a fight with about that? You I and I were yelling at each other. I said that you could win games 10-7 to 7 as long as you won 11 games a year. Oh, so you it was keep about, your but job. it was about Florida. It was that Florida team. Well, like, and we were I, just, I you and I were arguing about whether or not you could stay you know, in good graces as a head coach if you won 10-11 yeah. games every year and you were incredibly boring. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, man, you would still, you wouldn't get fired, and you thought you would eventually." And anyway, we went back and forth on this. We've we've had similar arguments over the years. Well, I, yeah, I think the sentiment was that Florida fans were cool that Will Muschamp was winning that season, but they grew up with fun and gun and throwing the ball over the place, and they weren't going to be fired up, really fired up about nineteen to ten wins. No, I mean in, in it's hard. I mean you're not going to talk about them at, at length at your local watering hole, nineteen to ten that Sunday or Saturday at night, but. Uh, I can tell you what you do talk a lot about when you lose. When you lose yeah, yeah. games, you talk you a, lot about a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I think th- you'd still want to run, Ro, right? Yeah, I, you'd, like, you'd, you'd run, yeah, if you had to pick one of those two, you'd pick the running. Um, but it would be fun to see him throw that much. They can have their pick of the litter in most of the games this year. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. You know, it's interesting. I, I know that the more efficient way of moving the football in modern football is to throw it. And so you would be inclined solely just to, to, to lean towards passing the football. You have a better chance of succeeding. But, man, Florida State is in a unique position. It's just Corey and I the rest of the way. Sea dog, mm. just you and me, baby. Yeah. It, well, look, not just the rest of the way today, but we made an executive That's decision. That's it. Ira brought, Ira brought nothing. This was his last <laughs> chance. This was his last show to prove his worth. And it was another, frankly, a disaster. Corey sent him we on his way during the break. So it, it's, it, there's seminal headlines. If we could get that logo mm. and just kind of knock off the dude on the left. <laughs> Uh, that little microphone, that's what it's going to be from here on out. So 
So, so get anyhow, used to this, gang. I just think Florida State's in a unique position to be able to run the ball on almost everybody on this uh, yep. on this schedule. Is why I got excited to answer by saying rush the football. And, well, also, and also they're a big play. They're a big play offense with the running game. Mm-hmm. You know they're not a they're not an eight yard here, six yard here. They're they're forty yards. They're thirty eight yards. Their run their quarterback can run for sixty. So it's a it's not a typical running offense that you think of. They can have big plays and score quickly just running the ball. This is a good question, Corey. Austin wants to know, gentlemen, if the Knolls win by 20-plus points against LSU, is anything short of a playoff appearance a disappointing season after that? i got to be honest with you. I could see where you would think that. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Uh, with the caveat of if you stay relatively injury-free and everything, if right. something happens that right. you can't uh, predict. But, yes, that would be – it would be kind of like, um, in my opinion, the 91 season. And how mm. that was a, mm. a you, you crushed teams. You won all these big games. Yeah. You thought it was a national championship or bust. And then you lost your last two games of the season. Still, you know, 11 and two isn't terrible with a cotton bowl win, but up against those expectations you had when the season started. And in September, when you were crushing Michigan and then crushing Syracuse, you would have thought that there's no way this team isn't going to win a national championship. So I would think that. I would think that would be a, a disappointment. It's weird the way that seasons uh, can can take a cha- you know a right turn, and the way we view them thus uh, certainly changes uh, in the annals of history. I I was thinking back to even just last year. I had a conversation. Um, Andy Staples uh, and I were talking not long ago, and he was talking about the expectations down in Gainesville and the expectations in Tallahassee and how similar. Uh, Napier's track is right now to Norvell's and I said yeah well you know think about last year when they lose those three straight games Corey and we're looking at the you know we're looking at this team and we're looking at that guy and all three of us thought Mike Norvell was a real good football coach but we all admitted if they don't win these games if they lose another one or say two more he may not survive no matter how good a coach we think he is and now we look at last year as a raging success yeah I mean, that 10-3 and three season is high on the list of uh, favorite seasons for a lot of people over the last 20 years. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, 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 it kind of – yeah, it's weird how the expectations shift. But it, it even happened in 21. Like, if you would ask this after the Jacksonville State game, are you going to be upset if they lose to Florida in the swamp? You'd be like, well, no, of course not. They just lost to Jacksonville State. What are you talking about? <laughs> they might not win a game this year. Right. And But then they win five of their next eight, and two of those losses were without Jordan Travis or whatever it ended up being, and five of their next seven they won. Um, and then you're, that was a real disappointment, that Florida loss. Yeah. Which wasn't, wouldn't have been the case in September. You would have just been like, what, they kept it within three? That's crazy. So, yeah, it, it will. But I, I do think that's a good question because I think it shifts the uh, the mindset. If you Not just beating LSU. But beating them convincingly, going up to like number two or three in the country. Yeah, anything else from a playoff after that standpoint would, would be a disappointment. Kevin writes, historically, from any FSU team, what player would you say was the first player that let you know that a coach had a chance for success? The one that always comes to mind for me was Tim Pickett. He wasn't the most talented player, but he was the first player to truly buy into Ham's junkyard dog defense and was the first to let me believe that Ham's system could be amazing and fun if he could just land the right players. To this day, he's still one of my favorite Knowles of all time. That's from Kevin. Hey, uh, Tim Pickett's one of my favorite Knowles of all time, ironically, for a crazy shot that he hit in the NIT, mm. <laughs> of all things. Yeah. Um, Where was that? That was on the road. Where was, was on the, that? Like, oh, wasn't it Missouri? up there? I thought it was uh, – no, it was um, 
Wichita State, wasn't it? Wichita State. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I knew it was yellow. Yeah. It was a yellow crowd. Wichita State. Yeah, that was crazy. That was an amazing shot. And if you go back and watch that video on YouTube, look at the the devastating uh, body language you see from the player who was guarding Pickett, who guarded him perfectly. Pickett's yep. falling out of bounds. He doesn't have a shot, and he hits it. And that guy just falls to the ground like so many people who have tried to guard Steph Curry, for example. Right. Just yeah. fall to the ground like. By the way, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is talk about unicorns. Yeah. That guy to be able to move like that at six eleven or whatever he is is ridiculous. I, it's hard at Florida State because man, Bobby was here forever. Bobby was here before I even was cognizant of sports, and Mike Martin was here basically before I was cognizant of sports. So it's hard to really have that relationship with anybody but Hamilton. Well, people would um, say Ron Simmons back in the day for Bobby probably. Yeah, right? but I mean, I wasn't around. I then, wasn't you know either. What I mean? like, I when wasn't I started either. following it, it was Greg Allen and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, the Danny McManuses of the world. So, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm try to think of Leonard. Um, I, how about if I just go with me, me starting on the beat in 2007, like doing this as a job? I think probably um, – Football, maybe EJ oh. Manuel with, with Jimbo. Like, he was a big-time deal. He was a five-star recruit. He came yeah. to Florida State yeah. even when Bowden was still the coach. It made me think that, okay, Jimbo is going to make a huge difference recruiting. He got a kid like this to come to Florida State who has not been playing all that well here lately. Well, and he actually got a few yeses from players that were desired like that, uh, like yeah. EJ Manuel, um, by bigger programs, more successful. I shouldn't say bigger programs, programs that were having far more success at an elite level right. at that time. Um, man, that was, uh, yeah, that, you're right. Quarterback is the one that sells it, though, because uh, you, you can't really win anything with just a bunch of good defensive players if you don't have a quarterback. So, right. yeah, I think that's a fair one. Um Walter writes, hello, gents, on the Monday smash, the entire discussion between Aswan and Ira never mentioned academics. As it relates to football and recruiting, are we further away than ever from the student part of student-athlete, and should we care? I would say, Walter, we ought not care. That ship sailed ages ago. Tom and I have had this discussion a lot about student-athlete, quote-unquote, not as it pertains to big-time college football. The student-athlete uh, exists on the football program. It's not something that most people think much about anymore, but it certainly does exist in all of the other non-revenue sports. Yeah, for sure. And, and I will say this, though. They've had their, their two highest APR scores ever right. the last two years, and I do think that is something that Florida State fans feel good about. Sure. Not nearly as good as beating Florida and Miami, <laughs> but they, just about they, feel, they feel good about it. And I do think maybe when you look at something like that, maybe— You can extrapolate something, yeah. You can extrapolate what, what, what why the program in the mid 2010s was dipping, and that went right along with the GPA that went straight down. And now the, the GPA at Texas A&M is on a graph that's going straight down. Meanwhile, Florida State has gone up, and I think there could be some correlation there. Still, not much. You're not out there recruiting Mensa guys to, to play DB and to play defensive line. I'm not saying these guys aren't smart. I'm saying that – that is not the number one overall prerequisite. Yeah, you're looking for in a football team, but I do think maybe yeah, there may be some correlation in a team that that gets a decent GPA compared to one that was falling off a cliff like it was when. Uh, Jimbo well, left. it may be that it's an indicator of a culture issue uh, yep. when you're talking Correct. about right. yeah you know, a locker room issue when you're talking about guys buying in to the totality of what you're asking them to do. 
these coaches don't say, hey, don't worry about class. I mean, yeah. you know, they're telling these guys this is part of it too, and we really need you to uphold your end of the bargain. Now, you know, we talk about these things, but you're right, Corey. It's not like you could float out the APR scores if we got beat 45-3 to by Miami instead of us having yeah, laid down that Yeah, they don't put that, that on the scoreboard whooping. at Doak. Yeah. They don't put the APR scores on Doak. Yeah. They put the actual scores of the football game. You know, if, if, if Miami <laughs> – if Miami has another season like they did last year and on the wrong end of another one of those ass kickings, yet their players are going to class, I don't think my man. <laughs> that's not his selling point. We watched the post game press conference. I don't think that's going to work out for him. Just look, look, guys, I know Van Dyke threw three picks, but he's got a 3.9 working right now. He's got a 3.9 game. You guys need to be proud of this. this why is not, can't we're you guys the appreciate student athlete? Why can't yeah. you appreciate the student athlete that he is? Um, what would surprise you more, gentlemen, a thousand yard receiver or a thousand yard rusher this year? A thousand yard receiver. Yeah, but neither one would, right? Right, neither would. Especially yeah. if they don't get the Coleman kid, that then you know that guy would have stolen some throws from Johnny clearly, but Johnny would be the clear number one without him. And I, I would not. I mean, he had nine hundred last year, and he literally probably dropped two hundred and fifty other yards. Yeah, probably. I forgot in the Oklahoma game because oh. I was doing a story about the uh, about the the differences in the clock now, not starting yeah. after not not stopping after a first down. So I was watching every play. As good as he was in that game, and he was awesome. He was one of the biggest reasons they won. He dropped like an eighty yard touchdown. Buddy, don't think I didn't I document it. about that. Yeah, he just went yeah. on to have an incredible game. But I certainly did, I didn't overlook it. <laughs> But that so that's so when you talk about that, the couple drops he had against Florida, some other drops he had, it's like good grief, man. There's 250 extra yards out there, and I I, I think I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if he's healthy. I'd be surprised if he's under 1100 yards, and I'd be surprised if Benson is 11 under under 1100 yards. I think they're both going to top a thousand. I think we both agree that this offense is going to be pretty prolific. I, I think that's the one thing I'm most sure about coming into this upcoming season is that this offense, regard, I mean, throw whatever record you want to predict, that's fine. Whatever you think the expectations of this team should be, individualized numbers, you name it. Yeah. I just think that in, in total, this offense is going to be one of the best in the country. They have so many options, and they can keep personnel on the field and that means they can keep defenses on the field and they don't have to give away what they're doing with the same personnel because they've got guys who are multiple and this should be a lot of fun to watch. I just don't see how they don't put up huge numbers. I didn't get to everybody, but we got to most. We did pretty well. And is I Iris think, listening to us right now in the car? He's I bet he is. Yeah, he's probably listening. Ira, Ira, hang in there, buddy. Drive safe. We held Ira, it down. Ira, we love you, man. We, held we it love down. you. Hey, by the way, no no medical emergency or anything with Ira. We don't Ira's want you fine. to worry. It was just a, it was a family think he had to get to 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 help out a you know a family sometimes member, but it nothing... happens like that man sometimes we've got to be somewhere we got things i shouldn't even do. be so vague that he yeah, was even more vague. Sounds... he's got to open up his he's got to open up his house yeah he... so his daughter can get clothes to go to work your ambiguity there didn't help anybody everybody's it like didn't. it no, made it sound man. like Whoa. it was a family yeah emergency. it was nefarious hey Corey, love you buddy be good hey jeff i love you ira go f yourself <laughs> <laughs> our thanks to director matthew and all of you peace